Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. This is episode 169 of our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Views expressed are not representative of the management of the kinky cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we bring you, Maggie LaFay, on being kinky for 50 years. Here's your hosts, Woody and the Beast. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. Sitting next to me is the Beast. Hey, Woody, my sap is rising. Spring is sprung. You're getting sappy? Well, that wasn't the sap I was thinking about. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. You know how how every spring things get spicier. Yes, they do. In your case, it's amazing. You get older and you get spicier. I don't understand. Well, it's like a pepper that that sits on the vine for too long. Too long being the operative word. Yeah. Too okay. Long. Yeah. Hi, Maggie. Hi. On the line with us is Maggie LeFay in beautiful upstate New York, damn near Woodstock. We brought her on the show tonight because Maggie's been at this for a while. So, Maggie, you're in your 60s now. I am. Early 60s, but yep. Early 60s, yes. So am I. So that's beside the point. You have been at this. Let's see. You identified as bi when you were a junior in high school. 12 years old, actually. 12 years old. Now, that is coming out early, as it were. I guess so. You were uh, you were indeed a trailblazer. Uh, what part of the country were you in? I was in New York State. I was in um, Rockland County. And so that was 50 years ago that I identified as being bi. It just made sense to me. How did it go from uh, being bi to being kinky? Oh, that took a while. That took a while to even understand what kinky was. So I, as early as early childhood, I had kinky fantasies, but I certainly didn't know that's what they were. You know, just like other kids like to be tied up, I always wanted to be the one who got tied up. Certainly a bottom from the beginning. You would uh, get the uh, the little boys to tie you up, have a lot of fun that. But at some point, you put two and two together and figured out that this is a real fetish. I did. When I was about 16, I had a boyfriend who was also pretty kinky. And so we started doing kinky things, whether, but again, didn't know that that was what it was called or, you know, that there were other people who liked it. But, you know, whether it was being tied up or being smacked on my ass or any of those kinds of things, um, that was what, you know, we kind of spiced up our life with that sort of stuff. Well, we've always said, uh, you know, if you've ever had a blindfold on and had sex mm-hmm. or had your arms tied, you must be kinky. Of course, that makes a lot of us out there. That that That's like half the country. Half. More than half. Yeah. You were inventing this as you go back then. There was no internet, so you you're not a victim of internet porn. You were inventing this as you went. None of that. I I really didn't, you know, I had no access to internet porn. I didn't read the magazines or the back pages of ads and stuff the way I think other people did back then or maybe sometime around then. 
I just liked bondage and I liked impact. And um, I remember, I can remember trying tying up my boyfriends and, you know, later after the first one, you know, then trying, I remember tying one sweet guy up and he got so scared. I never saw him again. Uh, that's the problem. <laughs> you know, we show our kink off to some people and they don't appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it was either that or the fact that I was dating his father too. Boy, you are kinky. <laughs> My hat's off to you. Where did these inspirations come from? Were you totally inventing it, or were there some lit out there that was inspiring you? You you said you didn't read the magazines, so was there anything in the library that brought you ideals, or no? So it was homegrown. All homegrown. Well, yeah. and, and that is a natural kink. You know, you just have that in you, and you develop it. And to some degree, I look back to when I was a young child and, and I was into bondage and I tied, you know, the cowgirls up and things like that. And of course it was as innocent as it could be back then, but that seed was there. And strangely enough, it grew. And I know exactly what you mean. I had no kinky exposure, but still had the dreams and fantasies early. Mm -hmm. You traumatized more than your share of, of boys <laughs> then. And she's, and she's giggling uh -huh. uh, here and, and trying to can control herself. You get into your late teens, early 20s. Where are you now? Well, in college, in graduate school, um, and still dating and still letting the boys know that I like it if they spank me or, you know, if we use a little bondage and stuff. I mean, still still asking for it, asking for what it was that I wanted and um, not really going any further than there. Well, I mean, you know, sleeping with some girls too, but, or, you know. Sleeping with some girls too. She just drops that in casually. Yeah. Uh, did the girls tie you up? No, actually, they didn't. Interesting. Okay. You were having some adventures in grad school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at any point, did you drop out of kink and try to be vanilla? I did. I got married a couple of times. Um, and the first one was just, there There wasn't necessarily kink involved. There was just a lot of, it, it didn't last very long. Um, and it it was just a lot of sort of a wild thing that came and went. But then I married again a few years later and had my one and only child. And, and he was actually very vanilla. And um, I guess I should have thought to, ask about that before we got as serious as we did it's funny when it comes out later and you don't know how to deal with it it did not go well because when i actually started talking to him about it he said well that's really sick oh oh, oh. the s word this was not good this was not good no yeah, negotiations up front for sure so this marriage started going downhill how long did it go it, I was married for 13 years. It's a long time to be in a, a kind of a depriving relationship. Mm, it is. It's not the only time that that's happened to me either. So it is. It, and it's a, it, it was a mistake. It was a mistake both times. Um, but it was in, in that case, I was, you know, we had a child together and it just seemed I still did not have a name for it. I still didn't have words to put around the fact that I wanted things in the bedroom that my husband didn't think were a good idea or thought was. So I actually thought, well, maybe I really am kind of sick. You know, I haven't really heard about other people wanting to do these things. And 
So maybe there's something wrong with me. So, you know, I better fix that. And um, I didn't actually succeed in fixing it. I really just kind of our sex life went kind of downhill over time. I did try inviting girls into the bedroom with us. He liked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was was going to ask if he minded that at all. You were in this phase, and this was at the time when the psychiatric community still considered us aberrant. You were feeling that 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 pressure since you were isolated and alone in your kink, weren't you? I was. I was very isolated. I, as I said, I just really had no idea that there was a community out there, or that you know that there were other people who were enjoying the same kinds of things. Now that changed right around my 40th birthday. And um, we had gotten a little bit before I turned 40. We had gotten a computer, another, you know, uh, we had an Apple, and we had gotten on this thing called the Internet. Ah, you're in in your life change. You're in the mid-90s now, aren't you? Well, yeah, uh, 22 years ago. So you do the math. I'm not good at math. 95 that's the yes, that's a that's magic the, year that's the magic year aol CompuServe, the bulletin boards went up bondage.com oh yeah i was on prodigy and yep. my daughter actually went online first and she had a little girlfriend over and two you know kids were there and they're online and they're getting into all these little bulletin boards and stuff and it all looked pretty cool and so after they went to bed that night, I got onto the computer and I'm like, well, what can I find on here? What kind of interesting stuff is there? And, you know, I wasn't looking for sex. I was just looking what's on here, you know, herbs, planting. I'm into gardening. I'm into photography. What can I learn about? And there was this topic called alternative lifestyles. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. It's a cold word. Yes, and is. I thought, that must be me. I'm into the, you know, witchy stuff, and I'm into the herbal healing, and, oh, yeah, alternative lifestyles. That's me. And so I clicked on, and spanking, 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 spanking. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Nirvana, you have, you have found it. Mm-hmm. It was life-changing. It was absolutely life-changing. I could not get off the computer then. I was just like, I was mesmerized. I was like, what is going on here? What are all these people talking about? Yeah, a bunch of sick people out there. I got it kind of all of a sudden that if it was sick, then at least I wasn't alone in it. That's right. You were you 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 had others to suffer with, didn't you? Yeah. And you probably did suffer with others. I did. I I did. Um, not immediately. Immediately, all I did was, uh, like you know, write back and forth. Not text. I think, as actually as I'm recalling, I think that they actually used to charge per email back then, and like I don't know, some stupid number like twenty five cents or something per email. So I would be sending these emails back and forth and running up a bill from my <laughs> from my computer. Woody and I know that well. Yeah, we do. Been uh, there. Three hundred dollar um, a month internet bills, dial ups, dial ups. Yeah, we know mm-hmm. that. Sure. Fourteen four. Mm-hmm. That, well, that was a fast one then. Uh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. 
So, Maggie, we know exactly where you're coming from here. This was a eye-opening experience for a lot of people, you being one of them. And you started finding people that you had not just the kinky stuff in common with, but the non-kinky stuff, didn't you? I did, but I had plenty of people that I had non-kinky stuff in common with already. I really wasn't, you know, I I kind of get one-track minded. So I really was pretty focused on, wow, how can I get some of these people to do some of that to me? (laughs) And it it really was kind of a mission. Um, And and my marriage had already fallen apart. And so this was, this kind of put the nail in the coffin. It was, you know, I think it's time for me to start looking elsewhere. And um, we had already separated a couple of times, and we separated again. And I met somebody online, and I ended up um, moving up to New York. We, we, we were living in Virginia at the time, and ended up moving up to New York to be near this person who um, identified as God only knows what. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I, I don't know what he called himself, but I did marry him eventually, and we were together for five years. And he was definitely kinky, and also quite bipolar. But I had not really paid as much attention to the mental illness as I had to the oh, he likes the stuff I like, and he doesn't think I'm sick. Yeah, and so you stopped there. That was a mistake. Lesson learned. Mm, Men's amends, but yeah. We're up to about 2000 here. And have you ever been back to to Vanilla since the 90s? Yes, ish. (laughs) Ish, ish. One of the things that happened next, I left that husband. I went and moved in with, remember the guy when I was 16? Yeah. Uh, We were back again. And so I moved in with him for about a year, and he was still kinky as all hell. Um, But he knew what kinky was now. Both of you knew what you wanted. We both knew what we wanted, but he in particular had never explored anything related to the scene. So he was entirely, you know, still very kind of homegrown and – what is it my protector calls him? A loose cannon. Because <laughs> oh, he was kind of, you know, wild. And so he would do things that were really unsafe. And and fortunately, it all worked out. But it might not have. Um, and then eventually he and I split up. And I, you know, back on the Internet, back to looking for other people, back to finding somebody else who was dominant to – Things didn't work out with after a while. And then I met, then I I got very involved with the scene in New York City and going to tests and, and I met somebody else. And he and I ended up um, in a DS relationship that lasted again for 13 years. And the dynamic failed after about three years. And so we had 10 years of a very vanilla life. And it was stultifying. I've heard that a lot, that, you know, it'll start off kinky and all kinds of every night fun and that sort of thing. And it it dwindles down to vanilla. It dwindled down to turn on the TV and watch the Yankees game. Yeah. It didn't even dwindle down to vanilla. It dwindled down to, oh, we're old. 
and we can't do that anymore. That was not actually my opinion, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I can imagine because you're uh, you're certainly back at it again here now. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, no, a lot. Okay. <laughs> That's right. You and I are, are friends on Ben. You already know this. That's right. Tess, you were in New York City in fairly early days for Tess. Yeah, that's when Tess was really getting going. It was yeah. becoming a big thing. You know, what was that like? You, you started out as a solitaire, in, in, inventing everything yourself. You found the Internet. You found like-minded people. But now, Tess, that takes it to a whole nother level, didn't it? Yeah. Well, that's where I really, I really started learning more about like things like safety and protocols and uh, expectations that people had. And although, again, this is still like 15 years ago or close to that. So it was different. I mean, coming back after that hiatus was eye opening. So it still, it still was. Uh, there was just a lot of education I got at that point. And I met some people um, both down in New York City and up where I am now, up closer to upstate, as you said, near Woodstock. Um, I, I met some people who ended up becoming really lifelong friends. So now, finally, I started connecting with people and their interests outside of kink and actually making real friends. So at 50 some years old you found yourself i yeah i started to i mean i think i i think i'm still finding myself at 62 so you know we're always uh changing and morphing inside to some degree and what interests us 10 years ago is kind of passe and you're on to something new i think one of the big changes and this is something i'm still kind of wrapping my head around was that i i mean i didn't even go into all of them, but you heard sort of a series of relationships that didn't work out. And even though you may have figured out by now that I have, you know, an interest in sex and a fair amount of sex drive, I never cheated on any of those relationships. I never, I never went out and went running around and stuff, but they all kind of failed after a while. And I think one of the consistent factors was that I was trying to be monogamous, and probably am not really wired that way. So we're adding a new thing in here, pioneering the polyamory. You were early on the board. It's everywhere now. We have sister sister wives and and everything, but poly then was... I think you were like I was, a, a serial monogamous. monogamous, and you know, all of a sudden when you find out that if you do it all at the same time, it's more interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and that's what I'm finally figuring out now. I'm finally figuring out that when I can go ahead and love people and not make that be something that then becomes a cage, that certainly I'm, ha I'm having a lot more joy in my life. Absolutely, yeah. The second half of, of, of your life is looking really exciting here it, it is it is i mean i'm having a lot of fun um i have a number of people that i'm seeing i have a lot of people i communicate with online i i actually sometimes joke that i need a spreadsheet to keep track of it all <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah a spreadsheet and a planning calendar is the, the poly way you know yeah 
Oh, is it really? That's yeah. the poly way. The poly mating call. Get your calendar. I actually have a daughter. I mentioned her early on, but um, she's poly. So it actually kind of now is all in the family. And it's it's nice to be able to – I only have the one child, and I don't have other family really. It's nice to be able to be in a family where there are no secrets. I mean, you know – my daughter is not shocked to find out that mom is kinky and I'm not shocked when I meet, you know, her multiple partners or whatever. And we're, we all, you know, we don't go to parties together or talk about our sex lives, but we are very accepting of one another's diversity. It makes Christmas and Thanksgiving very interesting. Oh, you have no idea what our Thanksgiving dinners look like. The last Thanksgiving dinner... It was at her house. She had her submissive there and her husband, of course. Um, and then her mother-in-law, who I don't think she really knows about all this stuff. Oh. One of our clients, because she and I have a vanilla business together, and so one of them was there. And then there were there was a couple of trans friends of hers who are part of the kink community, but I didn't know one of them. And so in the kitchen, we're having this conversation, and all of a sudden, everybody's going, no, wait, what, what, what are you talking about? She knows her? And and so suddenly, everybody started to, you know, the other mother-in-law was in the other room, but the rest Good of us- Good safe distance, yes. With the client. But the rest of us, <laughs> we're, all, we're all going, wait a minute, oh, 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 you know her? Oh, you're from there? Oh, okay, great, cool. I have a theory. Uh, the kinky family tree is a wreath. <laughs> yes, I like that. I like that too. Yeah, there's a good graphic in there. I can see that one. You know, it's interesting. Holidays are always fun when you mix kinky families and vanilla families together because you never know what somebody's going to say. And the, the drama can go crazy from there. We, we used to have a gay couple come over for our Thanksgiving and the partner of my friend, was a loose cannon and I had to have him pretty much gagged because he, he would start asking anybody he talks to about, well, how do you have sex? Yeah. And it was like, you know, and, and I'd give him the look, I go, don't go there. <laughs> Some of us are, are, are not domesticated yet. Yes. We're still beast in the wild. And that's why you're the beast. That's the reason I'm the beast. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Maggie, you're, you're, you're having a blast now. I am. Absolutely. I, and, Fet life is um, so so coming back after now third well ten years away because for the first three years we were we were very involved in the scene and then drifted away so coming back after ten years away and I had I had started a profile on Fet like two years ago when I had heard my daughter talking about it but then hadn't really used it. And so now, you know, I split up with my ex and I thought, well, I'll go get on to, you know, I've heard about that life. And I went on a cruise with a girlfriend who um, is also a pro dom. And she and I had, you know, we went on just very vanilla cruise. We had been very vanilla girlfriends for all those years. But, you know, I had these cruise tickets after I broke up with the ex and so what am I going to do? So she and I went off on this cruise and we started talking and I, you know, oh, that life is good. Okay, I'll go on there. And I got on there and I'm like, oh, holy moly, there's a lot of stuff to catch up with here. I, I mean, the various 
definitions and understanding of gender, for example, was really not something I was all that familiar with and, and needed to educate myself and needed to learn and, you know, go look at my daughter's profile and she's listed as genderqueer. I'm like, well, what the hell is that? You know, explain this to me, please. And, and so I began to learn, you know, some of those things, um, some other norms and expectations that I had just, oh, I, I know, people are doing things that I had never heard of before, okay? <laughs> people are playing with stuff that was not within my experience or within my realm of experience. So I often say I have a lot of depth to my experience, but I don't have a lot of breadth. And so we're often... Um, popping cherries on the Maggie toy because there are things that I have never done before. That sounds like fun. The Maggie toy, is that something I can get from from Amazon or something? If you were to look on my profile, uh, you'd have to send me a friend request, I think, but because um, I'm not sure if this one's friends only, but, but there is an instruction manual for utilizing the Maggie toy. Oh, wow. Okay, I will have to go poking for that. You better watch it. You're going to get a lot of friend requests. <laughs> I have a lot of friend requests. You're going to get more now. What does the future hold, Maggie? Well, let's see. I, I mentioned the friend who I went on the cruise with. She is actually my protector. She, After a while, she's like, you know, I think you need a protector. And so she is listed as that, which means that Every once in a while, she calls me up and asks me what I'm doing and then yells at me a little bit if she thinks it wasn't a good idea. Yeah. One of those things is that I've promised her that I would not get into another relationship until at least a year from when I left the last one. So in the meantime, what's in the future is having fun and going to parties. I, I'm, I belong to a local group here where I live that is just phenomenal. Imagine a group in your backyard, and in the 70s, no idea that that could happen. Right. And I live in a rural community, too. And, you know, it's not like I'm in New York City. Yet, there is a, an organization called Feel Me Breathe that is just amazing. It's, it's led by a wonderful dom uh, who is... Uh, she's she's just she's incredible. She brings people together. Her name is Snow, and she brings people together and helps them to you know come in and feel at home. And um, the again, my daughter suggested I go there. The first time I walked in the door, I I really felt like I had come home, and that it really was a place where I could breathe and be myself. So part of my experience right now is I go there regularly. I've made really close friends, people who are a real part of my life now. And I, you know, I also am on FetLife and meeting people through there and occasionally doing wild and random things. Well, wild and random things, it can be a lot of fun. I took a chance. I got invited by some people to go to a party in Philadelphia People who I did not actually know, but they knew someone who I was spent life friends with, too. I mean, this is a really tenuous connection. Yes. I never met any of them. But I, they said, hey, we're having a party tomorrow night in Philadelphia. You know, why don't you come? I'm like, okay, that's only three hours away. And so I went. And I had one of the greatest nights that I've ever had. 
and made really great friends who are a bunch of them are coming up here in a few weeks to come hang out at my house for a few days. This is the thing when you find your your groups and your network of friends, you can have some lifelong friends in this and and they would do anything for you. Mhm. Well, and as I said, my protector, Mr. Suzanne, has already been my friend for, you know, 12 or 13 years. When I was I was completing a master's degree and I went and stayed at her house for a week because things were too chaotic in my house. So, you know, I, I have already created friendships over, you know, the last time around. And now the people I'm meeting and really getting to know well, I, I think will be my friends forever. That's one thing about our community. We communicate well, don't we? Yes, yes, because the expectations of communication and transparency are, I think, different than in the vanilla world. They are. And I think it's. I think I'm really well suited to that. I think that it's. Uh, it's like I found my tribe. Um, one of my character flaws is that I get surprised every time I remember that people lie. And being in a community of people where honesty is really valued and expected is, I you know, it's the right place for me. It sounds like you have found your home and you're very happily living it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. At that point, I want to thank you, Maggie, for being on the show tonight. And your journey, I think, is an example for people to kind of hold their own life up to it and see how does this fit in. And and I know that if I would have had some of the information that you just gave tonight, I would have moved this up in my younger days to have a lot more fun. And when a relationship is starting to go bad instead of sitting there for 10 years, by the way, guilty as charged, you know, move on and get what you want. I also want to say, Maggie, thank you for 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 not crawling in a hole when you turned sixty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're just starting to blossom. Thank you. There is life after fifty and sixty and sixty. You were talking about spicy things as we first started this. I think I've gotten spicier with age. I think I'm actually a lot more fun now than I was when I was in my twenties. And I have to say. I am getting a lot more action now than I did then. And it's higher quality. It is. Oh, by far. And it's all honest. It's all open. And there's no lies and stories and crap like that. That's a great thing. Maggie, you're a breath of fresh air. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks. If something interesting comes up, we want to hear back from you. All right. Talk to you soon. You have been listening to episode 169 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. See you next week when we present the Frolicon Wrap-Up Show. 